Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. This episode of the Raptors Everything Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, KFC. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors 115-106 win over the Indiana Pacers. And look, was that as exciting as Wednesday's winning in the Pacers? No. Uh, it's hard to top that. Um, you know, the Raptors did not overcome a 10-point deficit in the last two minutes of the game to completely steal that win. But, you know, this game was was also really damn good. I mean, those are very high standards to get up to. The Raptors, uh, this is just like a very, very tough team. They are a very, very tough-minded team. Um, you know, just when you think they're down and out, just when you think, okay, the other team's got them, it's on the road, they're down two st- very, very key pieces in Norm Powell and Marc Gasol. Um, you know, they're on the road, and, and they're down a couple of guys just throughout the course of the game. You thought the Raptors might run out of gas you thought the Raptors might not run out of answers but that doesn't happen with this team this team just keeps going this team wins despite all circumstances there are no excuses for this team I mean if you look at this game I start with the unfortunate end of the third quarter there about 240 left in the game Kyle Ira drives to the basket gets fouled leans in tries to get the end one he's basically parallel to the floor and uh you know he his neck crashes into um, Ibaka's leg and he suffers whiplash which is what it was diagnosed as uh, and he had to check out of the game somehow that wasn't a shooting foul somehow that wasn't an N1 no continuation never continuation for Kyle Lowry uh, but you know at that point the Raptors were up 7 but that was a very jarring moment for the Raptors it screwed up the Raptors rotation usually Lowry would play for the entirety of that quarter in the third and hand it off to Fred in the fourth but Fred has to come in early Pascal has to sort of stay in it's you know it, it it seemed like you know a very very big turning point for the game because the Raptors offense dies for the rest of that third quarter. There's like two minutes forty left. The Raptors don't score a single point, and it was concerning. It was also concerning when you put in the fact that Pascal Siakam got scratched in the eye contesting a shot against um, the Pacers, where it was actually Rondé Hollis Jefferson swiped his hand down and accidentally caught. Siakam in the eye. Siakam went to the locker room. This was right before the end of the first half. He came out in the second half. The camera panned into him, like inbound of the ball, and his eye was completely bloodshot red. It's very unfortunate. And in that third quarter, you know, Siakam looked like a guy who only had one eye, man. He was shooting 0-7 in that quarter and really only contributed one basket in the second half. And this is very unfortunate because, again, in the first half, Raptors were really balling. Fred uh, Kyle Lowry was playing a, like a masterful game. He had 11 assists in 28 minutes, was distributing, was creating for everybody, obviously getting his own shot, you know, pulling up for three. He, he banked in a 30-footer, uh, you know, just came out the gate hot and just kind of a continuation of what Lowry was doing against the Pacers on Wednesday where he had 32. And it was the same deal for Siakam, man. I mean, like, he in the first half, he was really, really just just putting the work to these guys. I think he kind of realized after playing them in game one where the help defense was going to come from. 
and he sort of anticipated a lot better. He got to a shot a lot better. Um, and, you know, it, it was looking like one of those nights where Pascal's can get 30 again. But Pascal gets scratched in the eye, and, and he can't really see anymore. And Kyle suffers whiplash on his neck, and he has to leave the game. And you know how tough Kyle Lowry is. He's not leaving the game unless he's really hurt. Uh, luckily, you know, in post game, by the way, uh, Kyle, you know, apparently he had x-rays. They were negative, And he just said he was very sore. So it's good. Hopefully, you know, he avoids any sort of long layoff. Although, you know, with only three more games until the All-Star break, chances are you could probably chill and uh, take it easy. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, there, There is a certain bonus in Kyle's contract that, um, you know, whatever. It's just, uh, yeah. So you look at it. Kyle is down. Pascal is down or, you know, not at his 100%. And the Pacers have all the momentum. They're healthy. They're at home. You know, the Raptors are real shorthanded. You know, you don't really know who they're going to turn to. Uh, they're in a tight spot. The offense has died. You think the Pacers would take over, but that's not what happens. Instead, what happens is the Raptors hang shot for shot against the Pacers. The Pacers come within two points. They're hitting some shots. Doug McDermott's annoying. TJ McConnell is super frustrating. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the two Republicans there are definitely leading the comeback. And, you know... It just looked like, again, the Raptors were fold, but they did not fold. And they just kept hanging in there shot for shot. Serge Ibaka hits a pair of threes. I, I mean, bro, Serge Ibaka is shooting so well on threes this year. It's it's really, really nice to see. Uh, and, of course, you know, nothing phases this guy. He just has that championship confidence. It's amazing to see what Ibaka has been doing. Again, another 2010, you know, as a starter, ho-hum. He's literally averaging as a starter this season 19 points and 10 assists. Amazing, amazing production from your backup center. Uh, but Ibaka hits a couple shots. Fevan Bleet, you know, steps up in Kyle's absence. He hits a three. Uh, you know, he makes a couple of moves there. Rondé, you know, is contributing. He's playing defense. Makas hustling, keeping loose balls alive. And, you know, it got to this point where, again, you know, the Raptors were only up two. Only up two. Indiana was making their push, and they bring their starters back in. And you thought, okay, maybe this is where it's going to go wrong for the Raptors. Maybe this is where Indiana finally starts head. But that's not what happens. What happens is the Raptors' defense steps up. And, man, this defense, man. Second best defense in the NBA. Uh, it doesn't matter who's in the game. Uh, like, every single player that sees the floor can play defense. And they will play defense. And the Raptors go through this three-minute stretch where they hold the Pacers without a single basket. Meanwhile, the Raptors are getting offense off their, you know, defense uh, you know, OG Anobi's instrumental throughout the stretch was really, really quick with his hands, and he had a good game overall. And I'll definitely get to him in a second. But OG's, you know, his great hands in the uh, just disrupting driving lanes, uh, creating fast break opportunities for the Raptors. And then, really, the story of the show is is Terrence Davis. How many times is an undrafted rookie supposed to be the story of the season? The first was cute, you know. He, he the, you know, he gets like a big game against Portland, a big game against Charlotte, and it's like, all right, cool, and a big and a career night against the Bulls. Well, look at this man, back to back games where against Indiana, he really steps up. You know, in that game on Wednesday, um, Terrence Davis was necessary, and he was completely needed. Because OG was having a tough night. Tonight, OG was having a much better night, so not as much of a concern for Terrence. Um, But Terrence just takes over in the fourth quarter. You know, he hits a three. He takes a, 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 you know, he drives it inside, finishes over two defenders. I think Miles Turner is around there, too, so it's not easy. Miles Turner is a really good shot blocker. Uh, He cuts behind the defense for an and one. 
Uh, and then it's just play after play where he asserts himself, man. Pascal goes inside for a layup. He misses it. Terrence Davis flies in, crashes in from the weak side, put back jam, two hands. And then, you know, what I thought was the KFC bucket of the game where, you know, Fev Vliet is on the perimeter against Victor Oladipo. Now, whatever, Victor is still coming back from injury, but still pretty good defender, very, very quick. Fred Van Vliet crosses up Victor completely, freezes him with a crossover, gets by him, gets in the teeth of the defense, hops, gets into the air, and, and does one of these like shovel passes while drawing in a second defender to Terrence Davis, who's cutting in back door from the same spot he just had a putback dunk on, crashing in from that left corner of the of the floor, um, and, and throws down a two-handed dunk. And I thought that was amazing. And I thought it was even more amazing that on the very next play, the Raptors get a stop. They force a steal. It's a three-on-one fast break. And Terrence Davis re- returns the favor to his vet, uh, finding Van Vliet streak on the transition for a layup. And that basically clinched the game right there. That was the game. The Raptors and Pacers were shot for shot. It goes anybody's game. And, you know, the Raptors defense stepped up and, and they just, you know, just ripped that game away. That layup by Van Vliet and that dunk by Terrence Davis. Dude, the connection between the two point guards are there. Um, that gave the Raptors a 12-point lead with about a minute 30 left. And that was game. And, you know, this was a very satisfying win, just a very hard-fought win against a very good team. I think the Pacers team is very solid. They got a lot of pieces. They're not even full health, by the way. Actually, I, I misspoke. You know, they do have um, TJ Warren, who's been actually pretty decent for them this year, uh, a guy who, as a scorer, can really do some things. And you saw, I mean, the end, end of game scoring for the Pacers in the last two games has been uh, suspect. I'll say that much. Has been suspect. But, uh Man, it was just a great game by the Raptors. Again, this team has so much heart, man. You look at the circumstances, they're not supposed to do all this. They're not supposed to do all this. You're not supposed to have, guy, you know, guy after guy step up. But, you know, um, this is the Raptors. Like, they, they, they don't take excuses for a reason to lose. There is no reason to lose. They have now won 13 straight in a row. And if you look at the schedule coming up, that could go on even longer. I'm just saying. There is an opportunity for the Raptors, a realistic path for the Raptors to get to their meeting against the Bucks on February 25th at home in Scotiabank Arena, where the fans definitely make Giannis shoot 45% on free throws. Uh, they have a great opportunity to enter that game, that pivotal game after the All-Star game, with an 18-game win streak intact. I'm just saying. I'm just going to put it out there. It's possible, and I'll tell you about the schedule in a second, but back to this game. You know, I, I thought it was just uh, a game that it was very encouraging in many ways. Um, you know, what you wanted to see was, uh, you know, you, you knew Kyle can do it. You knew Serge could do it. You know Pascal could do it. Those three guys were amazing, but you saw guys step up. I thought Terrence was really good. You know, Terrence hit two threes in the first quarter back-to-back, and usually when he does that, he's in for a good night. You know, he has his confidence. His teammates are looking for him, and, you know, these it's it's weird because these games aren't even that surprising anymore. Like he's you know he's he's unafraid. He's definitely going to take the shot. Uh, you know, in the fourth quarter, we've seen him multiple times. He's not a guy who's going to back down from the moment. Um, and, and you know, he finishes the seventeen points, seven eleven shooting, three of six from deep, eight rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block. Oh my god, the block too, man, the block. I forgot about the block. The block was on Doug McDermott, which you know whatever. Block Doug, Doug McDermott is what it is. But Doug McDermott is a certified raptor killer. Pretty sure he just got Gerald Henderson from uh, his game, you know, against the Raptors the other day where he had four threes. You know, McDermott has killed the Raptors time and time again. What does Terrence Davis do? He has a closeout where he's got a foot in the paint 
and McDermott has a ball in his hands wide open in the corner. Terrence Davis closes that gap so fast, he ends up stuffing McDermott and blocking the three without fouling, too, by the way. No foul, nothing. We've seen Terrence Davis foul a couple three-point shooters this year. You know, it's been unfortunate. It's one of those things where he's a rookie and, you know, uh, to be honest, his defense sometimes can be a little sloppy. But not this time. He just stuffs McDermott. Like, he just crammed all over him with a block. Uh, and, and that was, that was really enjoyable to see. I, I thought Terrence was fantastic. I also thought one of the, you know, redemption stories from this game was just OG Anobi, who, you know, he's been in an offensive funk, let's be real, uh, over the course of the win streak. I think when it was at 11 games, I, I didn't update it against, uh, Indiana. So this number would have only gone down, but OG was averaging like seven points a game over this 11 game win streak. Uh, he wasn't really shooting well. His prominence wasn't really there. And it's just his figure on the team wasn't as prominent as it was previously in the season where he was really, really cementing himself as a breakout candidate on the season. Um, you know, he lost some of that momentum. He got scratched in the eye himself. He had to wear some goggles, uh, wore a scarf. You know, some 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 things happen for OG, you know. But, uh, you know, I thought Indiana, that game, he comes out, he scores zero points. It was disappointing to see because he had played 28 minutes and he should have a bigger impact in the game than that. Now, as I said after that one, it's not entirely his fault. He's the fifth option on the on the team. Um, even with Mark and Serge out, or Mark and uh, Norm out, like OG is supposed to be a guy who feeds off passes from other uh, players um, and contributes that way. And, you know, the ball movement just didn't find him. Like, there was not a lot of opportunities for OG to score. Like, what do you want him to do? He can't score without the ball in his hands. But what he can do, though, is sort of create some of his own offense. And I thought today he did an amazing job of that. 28 minutes for OG Anobi. He has 16 points on 5 of 8 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3, 3 of 4 from the free throw line. But the key stat here is the fact that he had 5 steals. And that's where OG is at his best. Man, when he is so disruptive, he's locked in. He's got that crazy 7 foot 4 wingspan. Um, and he is just deflecting balls, and he is just you know creating offense for the Raptors. The Raptors' offense, half court wise, generally speaking, kind of average. Not gonna lie. Um, you know the the raw scoring talent in this team is is not uh, well. It's, it's average for a playoff team. I'll say that much. But where they do make their hay is in transition. It's been that way all season. The Raptors forced turnovers out of their opponent. The Raptors forced twenty turnovers out of the, out of the Pacers today. Um, and they get out and run, and OG is one of the best at that. Uh, and today he had an incredible play where he poked the ball free, sort of knocked and then sort of like beat two pacers to the ball, sort of bounced off his knee, and he still drove it inside for a two-handed jam that he finished. And that was part of the third quarter where OG was really, really stepping up. The first quarter I thought for OG, more the same. Some travels, you know, his footwork definitely on the, on these drive uh, drives against closeouts needs to sort of tighten up here. It's been a couple games in a row where he's traveled. Um you know, it's not quite Barnani pump fake travel level, but, you know, it's it, it's still frustrating to see. You just got to be better with your footwork there. Um, but in the second quarter there, he hits a three. He drove in for a pair of free throws. You're like, okay, maybe, you know, OG was doing something there. But it was still a pretty quiet first half. But that third quarter, OG really, really broke out. Um, hit two threes. One of the threes, by the way, I thought was really encouraging was Kyle Lowry had a wide open wing three. And we're talking about Kyle Lowry here, one of the most accomplished shooters in Raptors history, you know, like a really, really elite three-point shooter. Uh, and he had a wide-open look on the wing. But what Kyle Lowry did was he swung it over to OG. OG had hit one right before that. He also got in for a dunk. And, you know, the closeout goes to OG. OG pump fakes, lets the guy go by, sidestep, pull up in the corner for three. One fluid motion, no hesitation during any of that, cashes the three, and it's like, 
you know, that's what you want to see. A, first off, from from your fifth option, you know, you got to be, be able to make the most out of the opportunities you have offensively. Uh, OG's not going to get that many shots. And it's imper- in order for him to be an elite role player, he needs to be very efficient with his offense. And early in the season, we've seen that he can do that. Like, he he, he can definitely have that um, in his game. But it's also just, you know, as, as a perspective of just, like, the bigger perspective of running a team and running, a, a you know, as a point guard. It's one of the great things about Kyle Lowry. He's so unselfish. He'll make plays for other people. Um, and, you know, he was feeding the hot hand. And look, in the grander scheme of things, Kyle Lowry makes another three. Cool. Kyle Lowry's great. We know Kyle Lowry can shoot threes. We know Kyle Lowry's one of the stars of the team. It's a six-time all-star. But, you know, to give that shot up, to get OG another open look uh, and to sort of feed his confidence, I thought it was great. And OG really finished the game strong. Like, first off, he finished the game, period, which is great. This is very, very big development because OG had not been part of the finishing lineups for a lot of these wins down the stretch here. Um, Norman Powell sort of taken it from him. Terrence Davis has taken it from him. You know, it's just OG just has not necessarily been there as a two-way contributor. But today, in the fourth quarter, OG was definitely there. And OG was really, really good. During that stretch where the Raptors held the Pacers scoreless for like three minutes, OG came up with two steals. Now, granted, the Raptors kind of screwed up the fast break there. Uh, Pascal Siakam kind of carried the ball. It looked like he was maybe trying to do a sham god move in transition. He finished the shot, but, you know, they called him for travel. And then uh, sort of a fast break that got broken up there where I think Terrence Davis got called for a charge. Um, even though Ter- even Victor Oladipo was still moving, but the Raptors had already used their challenge at that point um, successfully on a uh, out-of-bounds call right in front of the Raptors bench. And so, you know, whatever. But that being said, OG, his defense was phenomenal. And you look at the guys he was guarding tonight, man. It, it's you know, the one thing you got to respect about OG is no matter how many shots he gets, no matter how many looks he gets, he is guarding the toughest opponent on the other side. And tonight, he did some post-even against Sabonis, which is not easy. He's given up size there. But as we know, OG, you know, is has an incredible very 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 strong lower base he can hang with the centers he can bang with low post guys we see him do it as a rookie remember when he did it against Al Horford and against Anthony Davis as a rookie don't forget that he did some big things as a rookie uh but you know he, he held his own against Sabonis made it really tough for you know the defense to even th- offensively even throw him a post entry pass you know deny the ball and, and contested the shots really well um, you know, he got switched on to Malcolm Brogdon on a couple of possessions. Brogdon started the game out pretty hot, but as the game went on, he got real cold. And in the fourth quarter, bro, this man was just pure bricks. Unfortunately, uh, he was shooting some bad shots, and uh, he was five of fifteen on the on the on the night. And my fantasy team suffered because of that. Uh, and also, he was matched up against Victor Oladipo a couple of times. And you know, OG had the quickness to sort of stand with, stick with uh, Victor. Um, that's one of the things I feel like OG somehow he's gotten faster with time, quicker with time. Maybe it's just positioning and, and footwork and things like that. But defensively, him him going against quick shooting guards used to be a big bigger problem for him. But you know, this past season, I've seen a lot of OG just bottling up quicker point guards or even shooting guards and things like that and, and today he did a pretty good job guarding against old depot and just you know og had a nice night and, and you want to see that rewarded from him because you know you, you, the defense is going to be there and his defense is always going to allow him to be on the floor when he gives you that offense as well that is just so so huge and you know again he can create some of that offense for himself even though he's a fifth option you can create it by playing some damn good defense and again five steals tonight very impressive from og you know surge surge is just Serge is having a moment. He really is, man. First off, Serge Ibaka played 40 minutes, all right? Not easy for him to play 40 minutes. But basically, the Raptors had to have Ibaka play 40 minutes because Boucher was real cold off the bench, wasn't doing much, had 3,008 minutes, wasn't impacting much. All right, he hit a three, 
you had to steal. That's about it. And to be honest, to steal the ball went landed right in his hands. So OG, so Serge had to play, and you know Boucher was also getting hurt in terms of in the post against Sabonis. You know they, they like to sub, you know the Pacers like to sub Sabonis to come off the bench and sort of um, play with the second unit to start the fourth, second and fourth quarter. There, it's not easy for Boucher to do that. He's just too skinny against that lineup, and the Raptors have to double and don't give up open shots. So you don't want to do that. And so Serge came in, he stepped up, he played forty minutes, he put more on his plate, and he delivered, man. You know, it's it's just again, this guy's averaging 19 points and 10 rebounds a game as a starter, and he started a lot of games this year, man. Mark has missed a lot of games with that hamstring, uh, and you know, rightfully so, man. Listen, take your time, Mark. You know, do your thing. Serge Ibaka right now is holding it down for the whole team, and it's just the the confidence in his game is amazing. The three point shots in the fourth quarter, huge. Just huge buckets, all right? Because, again, the Raptors are sort of staggering there. The Pacers kind of smell blood in the water. Instead, the script gets flipped on them, and, and they end up, you know, smacking up the Pacers in the fourth. Uh, but Serge, you know, kept them alive with those with those threes, finished reliably around the basket. And, you know, the one thing that's new now with Serge is the passing. The passing right now for Serge is he's having a moment. Look, we're only talking about three assists in 40 minutes, all right? That's not that many. But I got to say the quality of some of these passes – you could you would never get me to believe that Serge Ibaka was making these types of plays earlier in his career. When he first came as a Raptor, he never passed the ball. <laughs> he shot the ball every single time or turned it over. Uh, but now he's making some very, very good passes. You know, he said after the Pacer game, the first one on Wednesday, that he's been inspired by Mark Gasol. He's been playing with Mark, obviously, in the Spanish national team, but now he gets to play with him on a full-time basis. And when you see Mark making the passes that he's been making, you know, it, it inspires you to try to do the same thing. And, and Bach has had some nice passes where he's led guys back door, uh, dribble handoffs, things like that. Uh, you know, some very nice passes. Today, he had a really nice pass where, again, after sh- making a couple from three, he pump fakes, you know, the defender blows, uh, you know, Flies by him on the closeout. Serge Ibaka stays down, has the footwork to drive past, get into the heart of the defense. And when the rotation came over and stepped up, Ibaka dropped a perfect bounce pass on the move to Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, who was in the dunker spot. Rondé dunked it. I thought Rondé had a really nice game, too, by the way. In 13 minutes off the bench, Rondé was much more composed, much, much, much better than when he uh, played against Indiana on Wednesday, where he was just straight up bad and, you know, had to... um, head to the locker room and compose himself and come back in. And it was just, you know, it was just a frustrating night for Rondé. He was much better tonight. But, yeah, Serge's passing has been just a revelation. Again, it's just inspiring to see a guy of his age just continuing to grow. You know what I mean? He's expanding his game. And and for a guy who is in his 11th NBA season to be expanding his game and getting better, it's it's amazing. Like, you you can't tell me Serge Ibaka's not playing the best offensive basketball of his career. Man, again, again, he's averaging 19 and 10 as a starter. That's all-star numbers. That's better than Sabonis' numbers in, in a way, you know? In the last two games here, Serge has outplayed Sabonis, or at least played him even, and Sabonis is an all-star. So, shout-out Serge. And, of course, shout-out Fred Van Lee, man, for stepping up, because, you know, when Kyle went down, you know, the ship could have gone a different way. The script could have gone a different way. Man, Fred Van Vliet is just, he's calm. He's steady. I don't want to overplay this stereotype, you know, this this, this nickname, this trait that Fred has. There are some times where he drives to the rim and he doesn't look so steady. But, I mean, come on. But the way Fred Van Vliet stepped up tonight, you know, played the entirety of the fourth quarter was just absolutely money, man. Defensively, really, really good. Um, offensively, just kept the team running, you know, kept feeding the likes of Terrence, kept feeding the likes of Surge. And, and you know, his playmaking this year has been a lot better. Um, and just his scoring, man, again, who do you trust more than Fred Van Lee to take a big shot? You know, and, you know, there's a couple of times today where TJ McConnell got the best of him. TJ McConnell had a really nice game. 
Um, but every single time you score, Fred Lee came right back and gave it right to him. One time, fast break, not even a fast break, really, because the Raptors didn't have numbers. But Fred VanVleet took one hard jab step into the in, into the lane. McConnell like retreated like four feet, and Fred VanVleet stopped on a dime. You know, shuffled and got his feet under, uh, you know, behind the three point line and and drilled a three right in McConnell's eye, and that was. Honestly, that was in contention of KC plug and play the game until he uh, he he served up uh, Terrence Davis for that dunk, and so you know it, it was just a great, great, great game for Fred VanVleet. And again, it's just so nice to have a guy like Fred who can step up. You know, Kyle didn't play the fourth quarter; he he came out of the game. Uh, this this game could have been flipped, and you could have easily pointed to Kyle going down and Pascal getting scratched, and you're like, well, you know, it is what it is. But again, Kyle Lowry, you know, or Fred VanVleet refused to let this team lose. You know, everyone else stepped up, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, yeah, it was just a, it was a really good game. Again, in terms of the KC Buck of the game, I already said it. You know, Fred VanVleet breaking down the point of the attack, crossing up Victor Oladipo, driving into the lane, dishing it off midair to Terrence Davis, his rookie crashing in for a dunk, and um, you know, as a reminder. The Raptors Over Everything podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Because you're a fan of buckets, then you are a fan of KFC. Order yours at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off. Moving on to three stars. You know, first star. This is this is tough. I really want to give Terrence Davis the first star. You know, I, you know what? Fuck it. I'll give Terrence Davis the first star. 17 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, a block. 25 minutes, 7 of 11 shooting from the field. 3 of 6 from deep. Again, this guy is just fearless, man. He's fearless. He's fearless. An undrafted rookie coming in and doing this type of stuff to a playoff team on the road. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. In the fourth quarter, there are 11 points. Really pushed the Raptors over the edge. Turns over the finish line. You know, closing the game out in place of Kyle Larry of all people. You know, Terrence Davis said after the game, you know, they were asked about all the injuries. And he just said perseverance. You know, it's in our DNA. It's the next man up. It's in our DNA. And it's like, yeah. Seriously, it really ha- it really is, man. Like he's it's a perfect development situation for him too because, you know, he's a, a a talented rookie. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's got plenty of college experience. He came in with NBA ready tools and and a, an NBA ready body. Um but, you know, that mindset. A lot of players have talent, a lot of players have skills. They come into the league, a lot of players have size. They come into the league, but they don't have the mindset and they're not in a winning environment. The Raptors are the perfect environment to get a good rookie like Terrence who, you know, can cut his teeth. Uh, you know, he has to learn how to play defense. You know, Nick Nurse does not hand him anything. And he just steadily, you know, develops through the season. His confidence grows. He has a great support system. Fred Van Leet's taking him under his wing. Kyle Lowry's giving him, you know, advice. You know, Serge Ibaka's giving him advice. Norman Powell's giving him advice. And all that championship experience, man, like Terrence Davis is getting championship DNA, man. He plays that way. He plays like the rest of these guys. And you love seeing that growth, especially in such a short amount of time. Also, shout out Terrence Davis because, you know, he did all that stuff and his mom was in attendance to see it all happen. So, you know, you always got to play well when your mom's in the building. So Terrence Davis, your first star. Second star, I'm giving that to uh, get to Serge Ibaka. 40 minutes, man. It, just tireless work. 22 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 9 of 17 from the field, 3 of 5 from deep. You know, played Sabonis really damn well, man. Sabonis had 19, 16, and 3 with 6 turnovers in 39 minutes. Serge Ibaka arguably, you know, played him really, really well. 
You know, a couple of times Sergio Baca had some bonus in the post. No problem. I'll scoop it over you. Like, do the little hook shot. Uh, and the threes in the end. And it's all the plays, man. Serge is just great. He is just great. You know, he had a put. Uh, you know, he, he got the ESPN interview. And, uh, you know, he, he said, once again, you know, I don't do drip. I don't do fashion. I don't do money. I do art. And it's like, this guy means it, man. <laughs> he really does mean it. He is Imagine being Serge Ibaka. It, it's, it, I'm incredibly envious. And in terms of your third star, uh, it was a great case to give it to Fred. You know, I thought Fred was really nice. 20 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals. Um, he really stepped up and kept the ship going, you know, without Kyle in the lineup. But we give it to OJ Anobi, man. Uh, you know, just a game where he sort of gets back on track. I want to see these games be more regular for, for OJ. I'm not expecting him to average 5 steals a game. But 16 points, 3 rebounds, 5 steals. 5 of 8 shooting, 3 of 5 from deep, 3 of 4 from the free throw line. He was really, really good in 28 minutes. Now, he ended up fouling out, but uh, he had a lot of tough defensive assignments, and it didn't really matter at the end. He was still in the game until the end. But, uh, yeah, man, it's just nice to see OG, you know, come back. Because we know OG can do this. We know OG can do this. It's it's not like uh, this is asking for the world here. I, I think we can see him play at the level that he was at at the start of the season. And if we get that level, of OG, or at least started the season OG, where you know we can't stop looking at uh, the basketball reference comparisons between OG's third season to uh, Kawhi's third season. You know, I, I still think that's that's just way too much pressure on a guy. But uh, you know, if we get to that level of production for OG, where he's shooting forty percent from three, playing a lockdown defense, going in once or twice per game for breakout transition dunks. Um, if we get that level from OG, we get this all-star level from Kyle Lowry. We get this consistent 20 points, seven assists from Fred Van Leet with knockdown threes and just tough leadership and tough defense. We got Serge Ibaka in his 2010. We got Marcus Gasol and his incredible defense and also his passing and the fact that he was coming back and actually making shots. He's been hitting 40% from three on the season. He was hitting those loopy turnaround jumpers uh, in the post, um, when he came back, you get Norman Powell, who's been giving you like a consistent 17, 18 points a game off the bench efficiently. You got Terrence Davis as an occasional shot in the arm where he is just, when he's on, he is just really, really freaking on and starting caliber quality. You get all that together along with Pascal Siakam, who's legitimately an all-star starting caliber kind of player. Bro, th- this this team is 113 in a row, but it could be even more than that. Like I mentioned, man, there's a game. February 25th against the Milwaukee Bucks in Toronto. To get to that point, the Raptors play again um, tomorrow against Brooklyn, which is tough. That one's actually tough. Only in the sense that, you know, it's a third game in four nights. You play two very exhausting uh, physically and emotionally games against the Indiana Pacers. You're shorthanded. Kyle Lowry, please just sit that game out, man. Like, come on. You just make make sure your your neck is okay. Get to all-star break in one piece. Um. But, you know, they play that. If they can get that win tomorrow against Brooklyn, which is not impossible, but, you know, we'll see. It, it is tough circumstances. If they can get through that, then they play Minnesota, which, like, come on, man. Minnesota has lost 13 in a row. Carl Anthony Towns hasn't won since November. Uh, you know, we'll see what D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns do together. But, you know, to be honest, the guy, the, the Timberwolves that have killed the Raptors the most over the years has been Andrew Wiggins. So him not being there is actually a little bit of a relief. And then they play the Nets again, you know, with a bit of rest. And then they go into All-Star break. And then they play Phoenix. So I'm just saying, there's there's a couple of games there. And, and then they play Indiana again. So there's five games from now until, you know, that game against Milwaukee, where I expect the Raptors to win all five of those games, period. And again, they could be going into Milwaukee on an 18-game win streak. Just saying. I'm just saying. It's a possibility. So 
you know, just think about that. But in the meantime, oh, I, I forgot to do Gerald Henderson award. Of course, that goes to uh, T.J. McConnell, man. Twelve point seven rebounds or six rebounds, seven assists, two steals. Really, really good at just getting downhill and getting into the paint and making really good passes. Um, you know, he's been a, a thorn in the Raptors side the last two games here, and he was mad annoying. He was also like showing a lot of love to. Uh, to uh what's his name uh terrence davis after the game so you know i appreciate tj man i'm not really sure why the sixers let him go he was their best point guard <laughs> uh anyway so that does it for the podcast thanks everyone for listening thanks to KSU for sponsoring the show if you haven't already go listen to this week's episode of the raptors over everything live call-in show with me and my buddy josh hart uh we took some calls vitali from moscow called in amazing he he, he you know he just torched you know the uh the wasteland and the remains of the uh, Detroit Pistons organization. Uh, we got some great calls, you know, throughout. We talked about Masai. We talked about the win streak. We talked about bio candidates, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, obviously, Stanley suggestions as well. A very, very personal one for me this week. So, go check out the Raptors Everything live call in show that's on the Raptors Everything uh, podcast feed. Rate, review, subscribe. And yeah, I'll be back. Tomorrow, when the Raptors hopefully extend their win streak to 14 games. Jeez, that'd be amazing. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.